there is no native monetization of information on the web. It's still like separated. There is PayPal on the one side and then there is exchange of information on the other side, but they don't go well together. It's still too expensive to send payments through the web. And that's why we started Albi. And there our mission is really to make these payments accessible for everyone. Podcast Junkies, episode 304. Wow, that's a lot, huh? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining this journey with me. It's been eight plus years. I talked a little bit about it on Twitter today. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, Harry Duran FC is my personal account and podcast underscore junkies for show related updates. But I've been flexing my writing muscle a little bit more. So if you are on Twitter, Harry Duran FC, I'm trying to post about three times a day and doing some long form posts as well. And you can sign up for my newsletter as well. I call it a life worth living as I just finished celebrating my 52nd year around the sun. I've been reflecting on my life, my entrepreneurial journey, and I want to share that with as many people as possible. So if you can relate to that, then I'd love for you to chime in <laughs> and tell me a little bit about what's happening in your world. If you are new to this show, then you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about. This is the show where we seek out interesting voices in podcasting. We get them to kick back their heels and talk about their shows or what they're working on in the world of podcasting in the case of this week's guest. In case you missed our last episode, it was with Laura Michelle Powers. She's a good friend. She's a celebrity psychic. She's been featured on Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy podcast. It's an amazing story. You have to go back, listen to that episode, listen to that Ron Burgundy podcast. It's hilarious. Laura is just kicking ass. Let's, let me just put it that way. She's OG podcaster. She's been featured on Buzzfeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Vice. She's a clairvoyant psychic medium, a writer, an actress, a model, a producer, a writer, a super entrepreneur. We talk all things metaphysical, her spiritual awakening, the capacity to channel psychic abilities, the connection between political science and astrology. Yes. We covered it all. So that's a really fun one. Laura Michelle Powers, episode 303. This week, we dive into a bit of the tech aspects of podcasting, a little bit of value for value, a little bit of podcasting 2.0 stuff that I've been talking about a lot. I connected with Morris Kamitsky. He's the co-founder of Albi. It's a Chrome extension that enables anyone to send Bitcoin over the Lightning Network from their browser. And we talk about podcasting 2.0, the current state of cryptocurrency, and what the next steps are for Albi after value for value. Morris talks about his passion for supporting tech ventures in business development, his research into the Lightning Network, what the future holds for podcasting technology. And really, because this is such a technical subject, we get into the aspects of why this is important for podcasters. It's super early, guys and gals. It's super early. It's bleeding edge stuff that I think as a podcaster, you're going to want to pay attention to. So if you can get in early, I'm more than happy to give you a an overview on this show, give you an overview on future webinars. We're thinking about creative ideas on how we can spread the word about how this is important so that podcast hosts are not dependent on other services like buy me a coffee, like Patreon or the CPM model. Value for value is so important. Adam Curry talks about this all the time in podcasting 2.0. I'll make sure that link is in the show notes as well. Do your research. Pay attention to this podcast. I'm going to be going deep on this topic. I'm going to make sure that this is something that's important for you to understand. If you are feeling this topic, if you are getting the value from it, then hit that boost button. If your app does not have a boost button, you probably need a new app. 
<laughs> go to newpodcastapps.com, look at the whole list of podcast apps that support value for value and direct contribution to your favorite podcast hosts. One of the most popular ones is Fountain, so make sure to check that out at fountain.fm. But this is really fascinating subject and something that's near and dear to my heart. So please pay attention. If you have any questions about anything that's here, if you feel like it's over your head, Harry at Podcast Junkies, happy to jump on a Zoom call with you and just kind of walk you through what I'm experiencing and see how I can set that up for you as well. So pay attention to the space. A lot of things are going to be happening that are really, really exciting. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed past episodes, not only would I like you to leave a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies, which I'll read out on future episodes. But again, leave a boostagram, send a boost. If you don't know what that is, go to newpodcastapps.com, get yourself a new podcast app so you can play in this space. Fountain does a great job. They actually give you Satoshis to get started with, which is a micro percentage of Bitcoin. So fascinating stuff that's happening. Pay attention to this space. Make sure you stay to the end of the episode where I will reveal this week's retention hashtag. And it's a space that I'm going to reserve to share all the folks that are sending in boostograms, that are making comments, that are writing reviews. I realize that's a lot to cover. Before I jump into this conversation with Moritz, a few words from the folks that support this show. I'm grateful for the opportunity to partner with Focusrite. I'm so excited to talk about their newest line of sound cards, the Vocaster. It's got an endless list of features. I'll go through a couple here. Auto gain, easily set your levels with the click of a button. With more than enough gain on tap, 70 dB, no booster needed. An enhanced feature, which allows four podcaster-approved voice presets, which will bring out the best in any voice. You can silence the mic with the touch of a mute button and record phone calls, high-quality music, or any audio from your device seamlessly. You can record to a camera, directly to its memory card. It's got a loopback feature to stream calls or any other audio you can think of from your computer. And three amazing packages of software, Hindenburg Lite, three months of Squadcast Pro plus video, and six months of Acast Influencer. What an amazing package. You can learn more at podcastjunkies.com forward slash vocaster. So Moritz Kaminsky, founder of Albi, thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Junkies. Thanks a lot for the invitation, Harry. So cool. So where is home for you? I'm from Germany. Okay. From Munich. Okay. And you're in Munich now? No, currently I'm living in Switzerland. Ah, okay. I moved here because of my previous job. Okay. And how do you like it there? Ah, it's nice. Yeah. Definitely high living quality. It's a lot of nature there, a good mixture. Also a lot of busy areas if you need some more like the, the feeling of a city. So you have a bit of everything. It's quite cool. Yeah. How was life like growing up in Munich? I enjoyed it a lot. So and yeah. I can definitely imagine moving back uh, there again at some point in time. It would be cool. And so how long have you been in the podcasting space? Honestly, not so long yet. It's really around a year, okay. more or less, yeah. since the whole podcasting 2.0 movement started around the different tags, in particular for us, the value tag. And since that, I've been following it as a listener, but also now as a basically a software provider for yeah. podcasters. Do you remember the first podcast you ever listened to? I guess that was probably from Peter McCormack. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the most popular Bitcoin podcasters. But since then, I have so many in my list that I actually <laughs> cannot get through them until they release new episodes. Yeah. 
it's a bit of a pity. So talk to me a little bit about your background. Did you study programming in, in school and in, in university? Is that something that's always been a, a passion for you? So technology overall is a passion for me, yes. But actually by education, I come more like from the business and finance side. So I studied okay. banking and finance in the master's. Okay. But yeah, typically I was always involved somehow in tech, tech startups, and that's really where my passion is. Yeah, I came, I worked in business and finance. I worked at JPMorgan Chase and at E-Trade, but I wasn't a finance person at all. I am actually more on the marketing side. So, but it was interesting to be in those industries and to see sometimes a lot of the innovation, and especially now you're probably seeing with Albi, comes from finance and transacting and business. Were you watching, you know, how did you keep up on tech when you were in your regular nine to five job? Did you just consume blog posts or just how did you stay on top of what was happening in the world of tech? Yeah, so typically what we have, for example, at Albi, at our current companies, we have a channel where we share um, articles that we find interesting okay. with each other. And that helps a lot to keep up to date or yeah, scrolling through Twitter, yeah, following some people there. That's usually also a good way. And then I usually what I do then is I bookmark the articles I want to read and then I take some time off during the weekend okay. or so and read them through. So when did you start to hear about podcasting 2.0? And just to give a bit of context for the listener, they've heard me talk about podcasting 2.0. I think my show is set up, podcastindex.org. I set up Podcast Junkies for value for value. And I've talked about new podcast apps to learn what's happening. So when did this movement, podcasting 2.0, value for value, when did this come on your radar? Like, how did you hear about it? Basically, because I was rather active in the whole Bitcoin Okay. community and podcasting like a year ago was then one of the first major use cases of bitcoin or the lightning network in particular and since then i because of just pure curiosity i've been using different apps like listener apps where i can support podcasters through the app with with payments and i found it fascinating at least back then because that was still more like a yeah experiment but in the meantime it got quite some traction it's now a real like serious movement yeah and definitely like a very concrete trend in the industry yeah talk to me a little bit about your interest in bitcoin why is that something that's important for you so for me bitcoin is first of all it's a digital currency and what is interesting is that it's independent so there is no bills to print or no coins to mint it's decentralized and there is no government or institution like a bank or any other authority that controls it. So it's really all up to the users of the network and how this network evolves. And um, it's an open network, what I find very interesting here. And everybody can participate. And I think this is a very, very important property also for us to keep it decentralized on the one hand side and yeah. give everyone the chance to participate either participate as a like for receiving value or sending value and this is one part and the other part is it's basically globally available all you need is you can download an app if you want where bitcoin wallet is on and then you can already participate in that and these two like these two properties of this global availability 
And the fact that everyone can participate, no one can be excluded of that. What fascinates me personally about that. How far back do you remember like having an interest in this? I wrote my master thesis actually about that, about uh, Bitcoin okay. and Bitcoin mining. That was around nine years ago. So. Oh, wow. So you've been following this trend for a very long time and you've probably seen a lot of the ups and downs in terms of the price fluctuation, which I think is what scares a lot of people. And especially with the huge jumps. And then currently, I think we're at 21,000 for Bitcoin right now. When you talk to people who are not as connected to the space, friends, family, and they ask you what this is about, your opinions on it, sometimes the challenge is describing these types of ideas to someone and coming from finance, I think you have a better grasp of the benefits of it, but how do you describe something like this? That's really still, it's still early days as much as people are adopting it now. Like how do you explain the benefits or what do you usually do? What have you found that works to get people excited about the potential for what Bitcoin can do? Yeah. I usually do not want to convince anyone of using Bitcoin. Yeah. What I usually try is to awake interest and point some people to good like yeah, resources of information where they can read up and make their own opinion. I think this is very important that you have a high conviction, like use Bitcoin because of still these big price fluctuations that we yeah. see. And what I usually say is to people, look, we have gold, like gold is one of the most valuable assets that we have right now and then we have bitcoin and if you compare gold to bitcoin then you have a lot of like the same properties both is like has a very limited supply but the downside of gold is it's just very hard to transport it's very hard to validate if it's actually it's real gold yeah yeah when it comes to bitcoin it's super simple to store. It's super simple to transport. And it's very easy also to validate if it's real and not a fake. And I think just by comparing these two things already, like I personally <laughs> have a strong belief that Bitcoin will keep growing. And we just have to remember it's this technology itself is not even 15 years old. And already a lot of people are using that. And it's continuously developed. This is now more like, because, okay, I'm sort of a tech enthusiast, but it's programmable money, right? You can do so many things about that. And there are things evolving on top of that, like the Lightning Network, where you can have instant transactions also across the globe. And they are very inexpensive. And you can also send microtransactions. And this is just like, evolving what you do not have with the current financial system right people keep printing money it is somehow not evolving we are experiencing the same failures as we've been experiencing like 50 years ago 100 years ago because yeah the technology that is all built on cannot improve whereas bitcoin can improve actually do you have resources that you send people to when they're just trying to get their head around Bitcoin, understand it, even the concepts or things that they can read up on that you found have been helpful? Yes, I usually have. You can send them to me after. I'll put them in the show notes. But yeah, I'll just make sure we link to them. Because I think 
A lot of times people are afraid of the unknown <laughs> and afraid of, especially when it comes to technology, because they see it as too intimidating. They have this mindset that I just won't be able to learn it. It's too technical. And I think the challenge I think sometimes for people is to understand when you start talking about wallets and we'll talk about I'll be in a second as well. You have to be responsible for your own money. <laughs> and this is the idea of being a sovereign individual and understanding, like, if this is important for you to be sovereign, to understand, like, to have control over, like, uh, how your, your money is being used. I think that's part of the challenge for people. Like, they don't want to do the work to learn some of these things, to understand what it's like really, truly to be sovereign. And I think that's what scares people off. So obviously, it's not going to be for everyone. But I think there is a bit of work to do if this is something that's important for you. Yeah, yeah. But usually what people can do is they can go on bitcoin.org. It's a great place. Okay. They have all different also level of information for beginners to professionals. You find quite some good information there. Yeah, and I think what's important for people to understand is you can enter the world of Bitcoin as an investor and maybe something like dollar cost averaging, where maybe you're putting $50 a week in there or even a month or just something to, you never want to put like your savings <laughs> or money that you depend on there, but it's a way to play in the field. But then when you start thinking about transactions, then there's another level of education there. So there's a lot of technical concepts here. So I'm trying to like hold the hands of the listener to make sure we don't overwhelm them. When you talk about the Lightning Network, for people that are familiar with like PayPal, would you say that like Lightning to Bitcoin is sort of like the equivalent of like a PayPal or a Stripe to like fiat currency? Yes, to a certain degree, it actually is. So okay. Bitcoin itself, I consider more like it's typical Bitcoin wallet that is on your phone, that is on your laptop, or you have a wallet. This is, I consider, like um, your savings account. Yeah. And then there is the Lightning Network that gives you a more like a spendings account. That is really, this okay. is the technology that enables you to have these instant transactions, to have microtransactions, and extremely cheap. The big difference to PayPal is that also the Lightning Network is an open network. So in order to transfer value on paypal you need to have the paypal app basically right yeah but in order to transfer value on the lightning network or the bitcoin lightning network all you need is another bitcoin lightning wallet or app right and this is like very important because you will have a lot more uh, wallets to choose from in the future that cater to different needs from users just because they all serve or they all run on this open network so this per se is overall way more powerful than paypal itself yeah when did you discover or hear about the work that adam and dave jones has been on the podcast i've interviewed him for an hour and i got to meet them both at podcast movement they talked about value for value and we talked about i think albie was mentioned there as well when did you discover them and when did you find out what they were working on that was really beginning of this year oh really okay yeah more or less when i really dig a bit deeper into why can I suddenly send people real value through my podcast app? I was curious how this works, actually. And then I looked it up and then I found the podcasting 2.0 documentation on GitHub, okay. the, old, the new initiative around this new namespace, what it makes possible. And then since then, I was fascinated about that. 
And so as someone who's into tech, who understands a, a bit of like programming, and it feels like all the worlds were coming together for you, but all your passions <laughs> were coming together. And you've had uh, conversations with Dave and Adam on the show as well. True. Yes, they invited us. Yeah, and I think I'm caught up on all of them. So I think that was, I'm not sure how far back, how many episodes that was, but we can look it up and put that in the show notes. But what was that experience like getting to speak to the people who inspired you to work on this project? Yeah, the definitely, I was rather nervous actually <laughs> to be able to speak with them. Also because yeah, they are like, they're really the creators of, of this. And that's because of them, it's all possible. Because of them, we have now this innovation in podcasting. Yeah. And I'm really very, very happy to be able to work with them and that they drive this. And it just also it shows me what we as like people can do if we have a vision of something. And if we want innovation to happen for the good of all of us, then it's actually possible. And certainly speaking to the two of them, especially also to Adam Curry. I mean, he's a podcaster pro. That was quite a cool experience at the end. Yeah. Yes. They call him the pod father. <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit about Albi itself. Like as you started to see, obviously new podcast apps, you can see any of the apps that are using value for value. And these are apps that are created so that people can set up a wallet and then be able to contribute to shows. And as a creator myself, I was very interested to learn. So I set up my wallet But as happens with some of these technologies, sometimes all the parts start to get a little complicated for people who don't know what each thing is responsible for. So first you have to set up the value for value at podcastindex.org and podcasterwallet.com or org, I think was the first one that Dave set up. So there's a couple of steps to take. And if you're not, and if you don't understand them, you do the right steps, then obviously part of the challenge is how do I set up my wallet? And then secondly, what do I need to do to my show to start receiving value for value? And then the other challenge is, okay, I'm getting Satoshis now, like, but where are they? <laughs> like, how do I see them? How do I read my boostergrams? And so all these things like are things that I was thinking about. And I'm sure I'm a bit more technically inclined than some of my listeners. So I, I'm trying to like lead them through there. So what was the problem you were looking to solve with Albi? So we started off as a Bitcoin Lightning wallet, just also because of the reason that you said that there is no like yeah sort of native monetization of information on the web. It's still like separated. There is PayPal on the one side and then there is exchange of information on the other side, but they don't go well together. It's still too expensive to send payments through the web and that's why we started Albi and there our mission is really to make these payments accessible for everyone and because of the lightning network and its characteristic it fits perfectly to monetizing digital content like podcasts for example because you can send value now globally instantly and also rather inexpensively to anyone and anyone can receive that and this is what we want to do and that's why we started uh, building the Albi wallet And the Albi wallet is also, wants it make it as easy as possible for anyone to start using Bitcoin. So all you need is really like, go on getalbi.com, create an account there, log in with your email, with your password, and then you're actually already ready to go. So I did that. <laughs> so 
I actually have Harry at getalbi.com, so I was excited to have my name there. But I think in terms of figuring out next steps, so once that you set up a wallet, the next logical question is, how do I fund it? And so can that be done through the Albi site as well? Not yet, okay. unfortunately. We are working on that to give also users a way to receive or like top up their balance. There are different ways that you can do. For example, if you have Bitcoin already, then you can send them through an exchange service like Bolt.exchange to the Albi wallet. What was the name of that exchange? Bolt.exchange. But this is something that I really recommend only to people who are more tech savvy. Okay. And very easy way usually is to, if you have an account on a big exchange like Kraken, for example... Some of them already allow withdrawals to Bitcoin Lightning wallets as Albi is one. Yeah. And then you have to pass on the recipient address and you can top it up. Or the other way, of course, is you start as a podcaster and yeah, earn value for value payments, basically. It is also a way how you can top up your balance. So as since we're focused on podcasters, if... I want to try to like really guide people through like the step-by-step -step and the things in order. So would they go to podcastindex.org first and set up their podcast for value for value and then come through Albi or can a brand new podcaster start at Albi? So all these ways are possible and we have to make them possible because they are really in the industry. There is no, like there are different services and also the maturity of these services is different. So we have, we try to cater to as many like user journeys basically as possible. The easiest way today is if you are using a hosting service like rss.com or Chastcast, because these two hosting services, they have a direct Albi integration. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So you can go, it's on the dashboard there can click on this and then it asks you do you want to activate a value for value wallet basically and what happens is you can click on it you are redirected or you are directed to getalbi.com you can open an account okay. and then you are immediately redirected to rss.com and can keep working on your podcast so this is i would say the easiest way because you are used to working uh, with the podcast hosts anyway already and you know this dashboard it's familiar to you and this is also where we at albi we want to get more of these integrations into other podcast hosting companies just for the fact because we believe that podcasters benefit from it yeah. a lot and second of all it's just the simplest way for podcasters to get started with value for value payments so if I know that you have a four podcasters link on Albi. So if you're a new podcaster and you go and you click on the four podcasters link, there's an option there to get your own Albi podcaster wallet and you can create an account from there as well. Exactly. So this we recommend if your podcast hosting service does not give you the possibility to directly open an account from their dashboard. Okay. So what you can do is then also go and get albi.com and open an account for the podcaster wallet. And within this podcaster wallet, you will then find, it's like a typical wallet. I would say is you have a dashboard that gives you an overview about the current balance, about the past transactions. It's very easy to use, for example, to receive payments, to store your Bitcoin there. 
but it also really you can also display also like all the payments are displayed there and also the booster grams that you that you receive from your audience like payments together with uh, messages this is one thing and it's like fully interoperable with any value for value enabled podcast player on the web the only thing that you need to do now is we provide you some information that you need to add to your rss feed okay and so if i have a wallet that i had set up previously with podcasterwallet.org can i connect that with albi or is it just makes more sense to create a new wallet with albi know that so if you have an account on podcaster wallet or like one step back podcasterwallet.com is a great way to enhance your rss feed okay if you cannot directly control it sometimes depends a bit on the podcast hosting service you cannot change their rss feed it's created by them and you cannot do anything against it so what can be done then is to get started with value for value payments, you can go to podcasterwallet.com okay. and use this as a detour to value enable your podcast, basically. And on podcasterwallet.com, since the beginning of this week, there's also a native light uh, Albi integration there where, where you can click on it. You can uh, automatically create an account and your podcast is value enabled. Okay. If you already have a podcasterwallet.com account, you can, yeah, there's also, no, it's actually, it's the same way, basically. You can also use the native Albi integration there and switch. Yeah, so I did set up one before because I host with Captivate. And then I think I have to check because I'm trying to log in now and it says I put in my login and then I put in my Captivate feed and then it says uh, error validating. So I got to <laughs> figure out what the issue is there. Could I bypass that and just go to Albi and create my Albi Podcaster wallet? Yes, you can always create your Albi Podcaster wallet, but somehow the payment information that you get from us, oh. you need to put them somewhere so that people know where they can send the funds to. Typically, they are part of the RSS feed. Okay. If you cannot put them into the RSS feed, you can use podcasterwallet.com and there you can then add it an i basically where other apps can read it from that are value enabled that like listener apps if i have a albi account so i have harry at getalbi.com that doesn't mean i have a wallet already that's just two separate things the wallet and the account uh no you have this is the same yes okay it's the same so as long as i've already set up and i have the chrome plugin active and i'm logged in then that wallet i can add the information for this wallet to my rss feed is that correct so what you need for your rss feed yeah is the node id okay the custom key and custom value these three informations is what we provide you in the dashboard of your lightning wallet okay and so but i have to be able to update my rss feed on my podcast host in order to enable it Ideally, yes. yes, if that is not possible. So for example, I think RSS Blue, for example, allows you to update that, but also Castos, for example, allows you to do that. Okay. If not, then you have to take this detour through Podcaster Wallet, what is totally like also fine, but you just need to be aware that the payment information can is not part of your RSS feed. Still, it works because... 
Listener-Apps connect to Podcaster Wallet and read the, can read the payment data there. If I set up my account through Podcaster Wallet, can I connect that to Albi? Yes. How would I do that? So there is now this option available in podcasterwallet.com. Okay. And then you see the Albi icon. Yeah. You can click on it. Got it. You can provide your credentials or you can create a new account. Okay. And then you are basically signed in. And then you can link the podcast to the Podcaster Wallet. Okay. From Albi. So that's probably going to be the easiest way then. Yes. Okay. I'll do that and I'll let you know <laughs> if I have any challenges with that. So once the once you have the wallet set up and now you're on, you have Albi set up and you have the Chrome pr plugin active, you can then listen to podcasts through the browser and Albi will detect if it's allows for contribution to the podcast host. So for you, if you are a podcaster, you do not necessarily need the browser extension. Okay. The browser extension is like just interface for you to spend the Bitcoin that you have in your wallet. But you can also, if you are a listener to other podcasts, what you can do is there are some web players available like on podcastindex.org or so where you can go listen to songs and through the Albi browser extension, you can send payments and boostergrams okay. to the podcaster. Okay. This is possible, but as a podcast itself, you do not necessarily need the extension. So where are you seeing the most use for the people that have the extension and are looking like, where are you seeing the most activity in terms of people contributing to other creators? It's definitely in the podcasting space. Yeah. Okay. So there is happening a lot. I mean, there's close to 10,000 podcasts are already value enabled and can receive Bitcoin payments or these value for value payments. And this number is increasing and it's just like, it's really only a year old or so. But now what you see is you see that on the one hand side, podcast listener apps are adopting um, this new standard for sending payments. And on the other side, also podcast hosting services like rss.com also adopt this feature and the more adoption we have it's like a network effect the more useful of course is it but you can already start today because all the building blocks are there yeah yeah i think it's the type of thing that you don't know where the challenges are going to be until you start playing with these tools trying to implement them understanding like what your host does or doesn't support and then as a podcaster, you have to actually ask to make the contributions to your show because you have to educate your listeners saying, and you have to teach them to use a new app. So, it, I mean, it's obviously a lot of learning curves and a lot of steps along the way. And I've done it here or there. And I keep telling people, it's like, this is not for everyone. But if you are interested in how to contribute directly to the podcast that you love, the first step is to go to new podcast apps. I, I recommend Fountain a lot. I think the work that they're doing there is, is really, really good. But where do you see the most opportunities are there more enhancements that you're looking to do on the site what does the roadmap look like for you yeah you definitely say something very important here and that's why also so we are taking big steps in terms of user experience here and make easier and easier and easier for podcasters to get started and getting closer into yeah like teaming up with podcast hosting services is a very important part of our roadmap here 
And to make it also to explain this whole concept of value for value podcasting 2.0 and how to get started, we also wrote a podcaster guide, for example, that we can put in the show notes. I'm also personally happy to help anyone like on our on a pairing session to get started, guide the person through the podcasterwallet.com, for example, with an Albi account, happy to do that anytime. And regarding the roadmap, so the nice thing about the Albi wallet itself is that on the one hand side, you can link it to a podcast hosting service because there's an API that allows to do that. Yeah. But you can also link it to a listener app. So if you have some sats on your wallet and you earn it as a podcaster, because people send you Satoshi, but you can also then send it to other podcasters because apps like Podverse, they also integrate the Albi wallet. Okay. So suddenly you can be a like yeah, recipient of payments, but you can also be a sender of payments all with your Albi wallet. And this is a very important, a very important part of our roadmap is to have this like a multi-purpose wallet that you do not have a separate account in each and every app, but you do all transactions from one wallet. This is like your central thing and you can use it for different use cases. In this case, receiving money as podcast or sending as listener. The other thing that I thought was interesting is that you have different configurations under value for value to if you wanted to set up your website you can add a header code in the in your website and immediately now when people come to the site if they've got albi they i imagine albi indicates that this website and this creator is available for contributions you also give instructions for how to update your twitter profile and update your youtube profile so it seems like there's a lot of different use cases for the wallet that other than podcasting and other different places that people can use it yeah that's correct thank you for mentioning that as actually because I think this is very helpful for different type of creators. As you say that usually as a podcaster, you do not only have your RSS feed that is distributed to apps, but you maybe also have a own website, for example. Yeah. And what you can do there is you can put your, we call it lightning address. That is like harry at getalbi.com yeah. that you registered when you opened the Albi wallet. And now you can put it into the HTML header code of your website and the Albi browser extension can automatically detect it. That means every user who installed the Albi browser extension comes on your site, can already send you some payments. And this is another great thing, right? If you open up a wallet with Albi, it's not just that you can only use it for podcasting. You can also basically add the payment information to your website. For example, you can add the payment information or this lightning address, maybe to your YouTube channel, maybe to your even to your Twitter profile, and everyone who has the Albi browser extension installed can send you value for value payments on existing social media platforms. And this is what I personally also find super interesting is just, this is just the beauty of the lightning or the Bitcoin lightning network is you can, we try to conquer like the traditional world of social media platforms with their like enormous fees by bringing the lightning network there where yeah creators are, where they need these instant microtransactions that are cheap. So as you think about adoption is usually the biggest challenge with, with this type of technology. So do you have things that you're working on, any partnerships or collaborations with other apps 
that we're going to see now be in the next six months to a year? Yeah, so one big part of our roadmap is certainly also how can we allow people to quickly top up their Albi wallet with Bitcoin, like an easy way to buy Bitcoin and immediately have the Bitcoin or Satoshi, as we call them, available in their wallet. And with that, for that, we need to team up other companies to be able to supply that. And down the road, what I find very interesting also regarding content monetization is that what is the next step after value for value? Value for value is makes a lot of sense when it comes to digital content. I think it's still a lot of people are used to prices. They need somehow when it does not cost anything, it's for free. I can consume it for free. So we also think of, okay, how can we use the Lightning Network and tie it to, for example, premium services that you as a podcaster supply? So you can, for example, in the future, you can deliver a podcast with advertisement or without advertisement. Okay. Just the podcast without advertisement is paid, right? It's paid over the Bitcoin Lightning Network. And the technology is already there. We just have to see, okay, how can we get this implemented on the one hand side into a podcast hosting service and into a podcasting app on the other side. Okay. These are things that we can, so all these like additional ways for creators to monetize their work, this is something that we're working on. How big is the, is it the team that's working on this? So we are five people full-time and three people part-time currently. Okay. That's a pretty decent team and you're all bootstrapped right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, it seems like there's a lot of interest in the space. And I think as more and more people find out about the benefits, I think all these tools that help people on-ramp to these services like Bitcoin, like Lightning, I think what you're creating with Albi is very helpful to help people get over the technology roadblocks and, and that prevent them from using tools like this. So I think your interface is really clean and anything I can do to kind of to spread the word about what you're doing especially for the podcasting audience. I'm happy to do it. I'm trying to wrap my head around it as well and use it more because I think with this type of technology, the more you use it, the more comfortable you get with it, the more you're comfortable sharing with your audience how they can contribute. And I think just using these terms like wallets, lightning, Bitcoin, value for value, just all these little things, the more people hear them, the more comfortable they get with the process. Yeah. One thing I would be very interested to get your feedback on is a early like alpha version of a product that we launched last week. It's called Saturn. Okay. It allows podcasters to get insights into their value for value podcast post podcasts. The interesting thing here is typically what you know as a podcaster, you can analyze basically what episodes your listeners are consuming because you can only measure downloads, right? But with Saturn, what we can do is we can combine value streams with information streams. And suddenly we know how people consume your episodes, basically, because we know when people stop boosting or paying to you. And for example, okay, do they, for example, skip some advertisement breaks the, or the mid-roll? Do they listen to the whole episode? This is now becomes all possible. And it would be cool, yeah, if you try it out and if you send us your feedback there. 
Yeah, definitely send me the details. I'm, I'm always like testing and breaking <laughs> new apps. So, well, I want to thank Sam. I think you had a conversation with him as well. How did that go? Sam Sethi? Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan of Albi. He already invited us twice on his show. Once I could participate last time, René, our colleague who built Saturn, participated yeah. in its school. He's very, very supportive. He also big believer in value for value. And he's also an Albi user. Okay. Yeah, so that was a good experience on the show. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's also pro. He managed to do, to like really pimp up this interview <laughs> at the end when it was then broadcasted. Yeah. Well, Moritz, I want to thank you for walking my listeners through and me through what is sometimes a difficult and challenging topic, especially when it gets very technical. I'll make sure that we edit this in a way that it's clear for folks. Anything else? I know you need a couple of links already, but anything else you want to include to make it easier for the listeners? We'll put those in the show notes as well. And I'm just going to stay on top and push myself out of my comfort zone to continue to use these tools. This will be a great episode to remind people about the benefits and just something to try, you know, just as we get closer and closer. It's never going to be as easy as maybe at some point easy as PayPal. But I think until we get to that point, I think there's benefits in talking about it and continuing to have these conversations. So I'll continue to be monitoring your progress and I'll probably be reaching out to you with any challenges I have as well. So I can communicate them and share with my audience my journey as well. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Super, super helpful. I mean, yeah, I would say that we put maybe also like my email into the into the show notes so everyone okay. can hit me up. I'm happy to make a one-on-one session and onboard people onto value for value. I personally, so what I can say about my journey in this space, it is fascinating. It already works, but it takes a bit of work to get into that. It is not like, so yeah, you have to put some effort in it. But it's very, very rewarding when you see the first payments come through and people, when you see people paying you on a per minute basis, I think this is such a great feedback that not like a typical podcaster may not have because this feedback loop is missing today. And with these value for value payments, it's now possible. Yeah. It is exciting when you start to see the first boostergrams come through or when you're able to communicate. I've sent boostergrams to Adam and Dave and it's like you're having that one-to-one -one connection with the creators that you love and that you want to support. And it's exciting when you see that start to work. And I think right now it's pennies because it's Satoshi's, but I think the more and more people get educated about it, we're going to start to see, and we're already seeing based on what Adam and Dave talk about, like significant money being transacted through this network. So it's only going to get, it's only going to grow. Exactly. I also believe in that was awesome. Have a great time. Thanks again to Moritz for coming on the show. As always, full show notes available at podcastjunkies.com. It's really fascinating stuff. I'm telling you, I'm really beating the drum for this. Go to newpodcastapps.com so you can leave us a boost. If your app does not support this, if you got value from this episode, go ahead and leave that boostogram for me. I'm excited to read those out in future episodes. Albi has made this really, really, really easy with their Saturn dashboard. Uh, getting into the weeds here, but it's a way to see who has contributed to the show, which episode it was, how much the amount was. This is really, really fascinating stuff. So I'm really excited to share this with as many people as possible in the podcasting space. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Focusrite, and their awesome line of gear, especially the new line, Vocaster. Learn more at podcastjunkies.com forward slash Vocaster. Podcast production and marketing provided by Fullcast. Learn more about how a podcast could be beneficial for your brand at fullcast.co. 
And if you made it this far, you're no doubt looking for this week's retention hashtag. Let's go with hashtag GetAlby, G-E-T-A-L-B-Y, tag Moritz at Moritz Kaminsky, that's M-O-R-I-T-Z-K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I, and me at podcast underscore junkies. Next week, we had a great conversation with Diane Ray. Make sure you tune in for that one. And as always, I really appreciate you listening, staying to the end, listening to these episodes, supporting and sharing as far and wide as possible. Thanks for all you do to support this show and the world of podcasting. I'll talk to you next week.